it's Jesse here with another episode of Story Mode, a video game podcast. On the show this week, Simon, Keelan, and myself discuss Microsoft's big Marvel mistake, break down the Generation 9.5 rumors, and do some perfect fan casting for the God of War and Horizon TV series. And be sure to keep up to date with us on all your social media platforms by following us at Story Mode AUS. Now, enjoy the show. Hey guys, going? Yeah, How's man. Life? Very, very well. Very so, well. Do you want to expand on that? Because that's that's an unusual that's answer. That's a lot of yeah. Uh, that's fairies. very positive for us. I don't like it. Very optimistic. Can I tell I'm you worried. something? I, I I discovered something um, that made me feel just very two two things made me feel very very amused. The first thing is Morbius memes. Oh I don't my know god, yes. Is- <laughs> I am loving Holy the Morbius hell. memes okay, right now. Wait, can I just... Can I tell you why, why I've been avoiding them? And this is going to be the really dumb reason. It's because I haven't seen the film yet. I kind of want to first. Don't. Why? I need to see how don't. bad this is. No, don't. I need to get like... I'm not going to fucking pay to see fucking Jared Leto and his wonderful slimes. No, I'm, no, I'm going to... Don't do it. Fucking steal it. I'm going to steal it from Fire it, it dude. Shit. Whatever. But I need to see it. So I can understand the concept. No, well, you Phil, don't. what's up? You do the, not. The concept, it's simple. Um, Jared Leto like is it. a vampire. Yeah. And in this movie, me, he plays a vampire Leto. as well. So is- he's got a blood disease, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Wait, to, have you guys to- seen the film? No, no I, I just seen know the description. I have seen a guy. Is- I think the bad guys in this, like. I think he's almost fighting the bad guys from the first Fast and Furious film because I'm. See- I think they like still like DVD players or some like basic electronics. And he's like, oh, I'm a vampire, Blah. Pretty much, he's got like a nondescript terminal illness or something, and the only cure is to become a vampire. So he does it. Yeah, and that's Pretty the much. story. So I've I've not seen the vid- I've not seen the video. Yeah, I've not seen the movie, but um, I have seen a YouTube video of a guy who watched it five days in a row. I did tell you guys. I, no, it wasn't. Yeah, I did you tell you guys about this. this. Yeah. He, he was the yeah. guy who bought tickets for everything, everywhere, all at once instead, and then snuck into Morbius because that was the right choice pay? on his part, by the way. He, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why would you pay money to go see Morbius when you could pay money to go to a better film and then sneak in to go see Morbius? So j- just to, to hit, like, just to describe what I'm talking about... There's a thing that people are just saying now. It's Morbin, Morbin time. It's Morbin time. It's time. I fucking love that. And, I love it um, so much. It's my favorite. So, someone did an edit like of a scene in the movie where he's yes. like transforming or something, and he goes yeah, like, yeah, "It's Morbin time," and it is the Wait, most. Does incru- he actually say that? No, he doesn't no, actually not, say it. No, he doesn't. Oh say my it in the god! Movie. Holy but shit! This edit was so seamless, I genuinely thought for like five whole minutes that he actually said it in the movie. And I'm like, holy shit, this is so bad. I need to see it. Anyway, that's been the <laughs> highlight of my wait. week. Can you guys keep talking about Morbius while I do a very quick edit of something? Oh, Absolutely. No. Because um, so my my best friend <laughs> and her partner watched it the other night and I was like, tell me how bad it is. Because I've had, you know, firsthand firsthand. Uh, tellings from an anonymous from a youtuber who i don't know but it'll be interesting to see your perspective because she loves stupid shit movies like the room yeah. one of her favorite movies of all time she's yeah. got excellent taste like that and then she was like this was the most boring movie i've ever seen it wasn't even like good bad it was just boring like just well, that's what I've heard is like the worst part about the film that's boring yeah and like it's just <laughs> Like terribly paced and just shit doesn't make sense and it's just like sort of hand waved away and you're like, come on, like it really <laughs> takes itself too seriously is one of the biggest critiques I've seen of it. Yeah. Like this is such a dumb concept, like you shouldn't take it too seriously. And maybe it'll be fun if you I I, I remember seeing some of you like being like somebody saw what was well, the Batman vs Superman that Jared Leto was a joker in? Uh, no, that was no, Suicide, Suicide, Squad. Suicide, Squad, Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah, someone saw, somebody saw that and said, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to keep an eye on this Jared Leto Joker character. This guy seems to be the next big superhero actor." And then they saw Birds of Prey and like, 
Which actor was completely cut from this film? <laughs> we should get him to be our vampire, our vampirus. It doesn't make any sense. The but thing is, an amazing job of choosing the worst roles, or maybe being forced into the worst roles, being the I worst mean, person. Look, I, I hope this is like some sort of divine. Also, Joel, you are right. Everything everywhere does rule. <laughs> it's yeah. um, the best. It is a movie I do want to go see. Like, I'm I'm pretty excited to eventually see it. Um, but I, I, I hope that like this is divine punishment for Jared Leto for, for being, you know, a creep and a pedophile and just a, a general asshole. His punishment allegedly. is to play not even allegedly. I'm not, I'm not fucking mincing words here. The man's a fucking pedophile. We all know it. All right. Simon let's... says that the rest of us didn't <laughs> come at me. All Keelan, right. Do me a favor. We're going to have a court. We're going to have I'm a court too, case. I'm Jesse. too old for Jared Leto. Well, He's well, not going to come after me. He's not interested. It's... Uh, I'm not 16. He doesn't care anymore. <laughs> Simon Keelan. Evans, Jared Leto, and court televised across the world. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Keelan, do me a favor. Yes. Can you come right up to the camera? Like, really center your face and come really close? <sighs> Why? Looking at this on the stream, I'm waiting for this. is for about this. as good as it's going to get. All right. One second. I'm waiting, I'm waiting on the stream. Waiting for it. Give me a second. These things don't happen overnight. You see. Do I <laughs> do have to not? stay here? Yes, please. I believe you do, I'm afraid. It's very uncomfortable. Face, face, face forward. I'm facing as forward as I can. My camera's on an angle. Fuck's <laughs> sake, Jesse. Oh no, I fucked the whole stream up. Wait. Oh, no. What is this? This is shocking. What have you done? <laughs> He's... Hell's yeah, it's more <laughs> than terrible. Face forward! Oh Can you God. take a Where's... screenshot of that, please, and just show it to me because I don't have the stream up. Oh, well, Simon, you get forward. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, all right. Hang on. Let me... Uh... Oh, I'm just going to have to fucking snip it. Just waiting yep. for Keelan's face to get into position again. Am I oh, in no, position or not? Oh, sorry. You've, you've given you it to me. Now. Okay, my bad. Face forward. Just face forward. Just face forward. I'm just facing, forward. facing this way. <laughs> Good enough. Okay. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, I agree with Simon Kewitt is COVID, but at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> I also like that I accidentally typed this like <laughs> I wrote to type in Morbius, but because I wasn't looking, I wrote Morbin. Morbin. <laughs> it's uh, Morbin. Morbius time. will no doubt play a role in future episodes. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a movies. I would I would sign another movie this week. Weekend. What did you see? I saw the Bob's Burgers movie. Guys, there's some movie. It is delightful. I loved it. <laughs> and there's often like anime shows will have a movie and it just it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it doesn't flow like the show would. Yeah. This is just a long episode of the show, and that's the best compliment I could give it. It's fantastic. Mm. Has a lot of heart. I was really emotional. Joel, you you wouldn't like it. I've I've worked out the last few weeks that you have impeccable taste in 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 movies and games and and bands, so I think you're gonna like Bob's Burgers. We're we kindred spirits, Joel and I. So um, That's so nice. For for those of you who don't know, watching along with us on Twitch, uh, I've had COVID this week, which fucking sucks. Um, but I've I've been keeping myself somewhat sane. And um, I got a cool little delivery from the postman uh, during the week, like relatively early on. So I have this retro handheld Ambernick device. There you go. You can see the reflection of Jesse's face in it now. Um, <laughs> and yeah, wait, it's, wait, it's, do that again. I want, I want to be Morbius. <laughs> wait, this is going to be next level. Oh my god! But wait, no, this is this is of Discord. This isn't of yeah. Uh, Oh, this is a dis oh wait. Wait, wait, wait. I can no, I can I make it work, can, Jesse. No, it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. Um it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Morpheus, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> um and I was sort of interested in this other one that came out. This other retro handle that came out not too long ago, called the MiU Mini. And the version two recently released, and they come in some really cool, like translucent colours. And I got this translucent blue Miu oh, Mini, and it is awesome. It is the same sort of form factor as a Game Boy Color, but that's 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 a size difference for you. That's just to give you sort of an idea as to how fucking small this thing is. You can hold it in one hand. It's a cold day, super comfortably. 
It's really nice. It's got a gorgeous screen. It's got an OCA laminated screen. It's got a four by three aspect ratio for so like SNES games just pop on this bad boy. It mm. looks so crisp and lovely. And I'm actually going to boot one up now. I'm going to uh, quickly grab. Are you going to play games live on stream? And if you want to see Simon play games live <laughs> yeah, on stream, but not on the stream the way he's meant to be playing games live on stream, twitch.tv forward slash stream mode AUS. You can also watch Simon play games when he's meant to play games on stream. If this will, I don't know. Just a white screen. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's bright cool. though. It is. It's a very nice bright yeah, screen. It's, yeah. um, it, I currently have uh, Super Mario World up and running on here, but it's just, they yeah. see it. Yeah, probably I this camera is like, uh, but trust well, he's me. He's got a defective one. It's broken. No. He's trying to be cool. No, no, it's, it's honestly. His uncle works at Nintendo and sent it to him. <laughs> what, a, a thing that's made for pirating stuff? Probably not. Look. Yeah, maybe not. But uh, Nintendo would have a heart attack. Interesting this week. I also got something interesting this week. Continuing the um the legacy of my weird drinks on every episode of the podcast, um I went to a little uh, Japanese store at the local Westfield. They recently got their liquor license. There's a lot of good soju there. I'm very happy, and they have the proper strong zeros. I know, Keelan, you're drinking one now. They have the proper ones that you get. Yeah. At, um, Lawson's over there. Buddy, I had one yesterday that fucked me up. Um, mm. But I got um, a trick that must be big in Japan, but I know it's big with a certain community, the Juggalo community. Whoop, whoop. I got some Fago, okay? <laughs> and um, it's not bad. I get it. I don't get the, I don't get the music. I don't get the music. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm old. I don't get it. Maybe it's just flat. I'll tell you what. What does it like taste like? I like pixie drink. Um... Syrupy. Syrupy. Like, it, it, it tastes like it should be thicker. If that makes mm. any sense. It's like an orange melted lolly. That's what it is. That it's a melted lolly. That's what all it is. Too much. Equal Not fizzy, lovely and horrible at the same time. There's a good chance if I finish this entire drink with the amount of sugar in it, I will lose a foot. Probably. What can you do? Uh, it's, maybe you'll turn into Morbius. Mr. Morbius himself. Well, speaking of Morbius, we're going to speak a bit of less Lesbius because Microsoft missed out on something. Fuck, that was a strain, 117 episodes, and that may have been the worst transition I've had. Mm. To hell with it. Okay, well, speak. Oh, damn, I should have said speaking of Marvel. It was right fucking there. Yeah, it was. I've gone full Morbius. You've I've gone, gone full Dr. Michael Morbius. If you're on full Morbius, never go full Morbius. Never go full Morbius. Microsoft said no to Marvel. Look, we've all played the Insomniac Spider-Man games, um, Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales. Arguably the the best superhero games around. Well, it has been revealed that back in the day, the offer to make Spider-Man was actually first pitched at Microsoft. So this is directly from VGC. The head of Marvel Games has revealed how Xbox turned down an opportunity to make licensed games shortly before Sony made a deal to make Spider-Man on PS4. In an excerpt from Stephen L. Stephen L. Kent's 2021 book, The Ultimate History of Video Games Volume 2, um, as first spot on Reset Era, Executive Vice President and Head of Marvel Games, Jay Ong, explained how the company cut its earlier deal with Activision short in search of a better partnership. According to Ong, Marvel Games wasn't happy with the quality of the Spider-Man games being published by Activision. I think at that time, Spider-Man 2 had just come out and it was getting like 40 or so on Metacritic. So it wasn't, wasn't spectacular. It wasn't amazing Spider-Man. Um, and the two companies mutually agreed to terminate their licensing deal early. Ong said that when the deal was made to walk away, Activision asked, what are you going to do with this IP after you get it back? To which Ong replied, I'm going to find a better home for it. According to Ong, Activision's reply was, Good luck finding your unicorn. <laughs> and we know how that tale ends. They found their fucking unicorn yeah. with Insomniac. Um, it was first pitched to, to Microsoft um, and on record that Microsoft declined it. Um, their plan was to focus on their own IP. Um, and as such, it decided to pass up on the offer. There were discussions back and forth with Sony and they decided that the partnership would work um, with the game. Obviously going to, to Insomniac in the end. That's, That's interesting. interesting. 
I feel like there's a bit of a multiverse moment here where yeah. there was a Spider-Man, a Microsoft Spider-Man game. What do you guys think that would have looked at look like? A, an Xbox exclusive Spider-Man game. Would it look completely different? I reckon, yeah. yeah. I, I do not think in any world that there was a studio there in Microsoft's stable at the time that was able that would be able to do that justice. I don't think yeah. that it would have worked out. I t- totally agree. I reckon... Uh, gone. Sorry, Kios. No, sorry. Uh, and from Microsoft's perspective as well, their focus should be investing all of their, their cash internally on their studios that they currently had rather than entering into a very expensive, very long-term licensing deal with a massive um, corporation like Disney. That's terrifying. It's something that mm. in hindsight... They would have loved to have this um, license right now because they are having a little bit of trouble at the moment. It, it seems like mm. a few of the studios they just bought out, you know, their games need a little bit longer in the oven. So they haven't got any really cool kind of first party IPs out at the moment. Mm. But at the time, this would have been about 20, what, 2012? Maybe, yeah. I think I, I had the date up in front of me before. Yeah. What was um, the date? That that influences a lot. That, but it, w- it would have been, so like Spider Man came out 2018. So it would have been well before that. Yeah, because it would have to be because the second um, Amazing Spider-Man movie and game came out around 2012, around then. Yeah, yeah, it would have yeah, been, been around that time, and around that time, Xbox actually had a, quite a, a roster of games coming out. So I, it, it makes sense at that moment. Yeah. Now at the, I, at the same time, remember where Microsoft was headed at that point in time. If it was then, they were pivoting to focus on TV and entertainment. And you know the wrong direction. Yeah, so of course they were going to make a, thing, wasn't it? a short-sighted decision like that. But I think it was. I think it would have been really interesting though if the pitch was made now, because I think Microsoft have a studio that could make a very good Spider-Man game based on a property that hadn't come out at the time. It came out. We're in a we're in a post Spider-Verse world, okay, and we are yeah. better for it because it is one of the greatest films ever made. Could you imagine double find into the Spider Verse? <laughs> All right, okay. I'm not against that. I okay. think that could have been pretty cool. That's something. Yeah, I'm thinking, thinking outside the box here. I, I think nowadays they could have done a lot of things with it because Spider Man is, as a brand, the the general public knows Spider Man way more than they used to, especially with its ex- ex- expanded universe, um, mm. thanks to the Marvel movies and stuff like that. So. I think I'm pretty interesting. Now I, I like that concept, Jesse. I just I think the game that would have come out had they won that license would have been something very dry and derivative and uninteresting. So the I opposite think, of what we ended up getting with really? the yeah. Marvel. So I think it would have been absolutely wild. Like, now I reckon I reckon if we got a so just going back a little bit, I guess, to what a Microsoft Spider Man game would have looked like, I feel so many of the little things in Insomniac Spider-Man wouldn't be there. And, like, the amount of attention to detail they put in for swinging and making sure that swinging felt right wouldn't be there. Absolutely would not be there. Because that was one of the biggest things. And one of the biggest complaints I saw from all sorts of Spider-Man fans for years was swinging never feels accurate. It never feels like it. There was one Spider-Man game where they had it. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2? Yep, it that was it. it. It was good. Yeah, that was, but yeah, nothing exactly. else came came close. No, until yeah, Spider Man on PS4, where that's like, the game where momentum. I used the fast travel post game. I fin- I platinum the game, and that was the first time I used fast travel. Yeah, because a I didn't know it was in the game, um, but b why would I use it? Yeah, swinging like, is so much fun. Exactly. I mean, getting getting the tr- seeing him on the train is pretty funny. It's when, it's, know, it's fun. Now. Like it's, it's funny, a like fun little moment. Shirtless on the <laughs> you're shirtless on the train. You can't do that. Yeah. I mean, you probably can. It's New York. Let's be honest. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things that like there's lots of little touches that I just I don't think would have been there. I don't think New York as a city would have been fleshed out as well. The people would have been way more generic and bland. I feel like it might even fall too hard into some of the Batman Arkham pitfalls and be. Almost a little bit too edgy, and I guess generic. For, yeah, yeah, for lack of a better term. And I don't know. Maybe maybe that'll be set at night time, and you've got to, it's all happening 100%. in the one night. Spider Man, 
Spider-Man Noir, where he kills um, he kills MJ with his uh, radioactive salmon. It does happen. Yeah, that is that, canon. That's, that it's is in a comic, and it's mm, that's something. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, but I think, look, I would love. You know, they had that um, raising Kratos documentary that came out out of God of War. Yeah, I yeah. would love if Sony started doing that with all of their big first-party games to really humanize the, the, the studios. I, don't, I, I love the stories behind them because just finding out this story is, is fascinating. And I think, look, Insomniac is a near-perfect studio. Insomniac makes such perfect games. We've got Joel in the chat. You can be in the chat too if you go to twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS. He just mentioned that he started playing Rift Apart. Rift Apart is arguably the best PS5 game I've played. Uh, it, it's it's phenomenal. They have a certain something. Yeah, they the do. fact that you know they were able to churn out Mars Morales, and then a few months later, Rift Apart, and then next year we get Spider Man Two, and we get Wolverine. That studio is got some sort of like magic dust happening there. But I think it all comes down to they found a a a, a recipe, and I, I'm still trying to distill what they took from making this game. But Sunset Overdrive was such a pivotal moment for Insomniac. Well, the game, look, it didn't crush it with sales. It did critically well, yeah, but it didn't crush yeah. it in sales. I, I wish it had a sequel. I, I'm hoping it gets a remaster. But that game captured the, the fun expressionism that games like Tony Hawk had, but they had it almost in a bit of an artificial way. It's like, if you took the music out of Tony Hawk, it wouldn't be as fun. If you took yeah, some element out of the game, it wouldn't be as fun. Um, whereas Sunset Overdrive just distilled that formula a little bit and they they added narrative to it and a fun, engaging narrative to it with a lot of just quirky, weird characters. And they've obviously done that with you know Ratchet and Clank and all that. But they brought that into Spider-Man and it just... Beautiful. Mm. I guess pumped for Spider-Man 2 or a little bit worried? Bit of bo- both. Bit of both. I, I always get worried when these big um, Sony first-party games have a sequel because I like them so much because I am an absolute Sony pony. Get nervous. Uh, I don't think you have anything to be nervous about, Jesse. Like, realistically, it's going to be a good game because Insomniac don't do bad games. They're a, a place to work that values talent, okay? And that is like probably... Yeah the most important thing that they do and they let people be creative and just excel at what they do and that's why their games are so amazing i was worried about wolverine for a bit until i can't remember who said it keelan maybe yourself who told me that one of the guys who works on spec ops is helping to write wolverine i don't know or maybe it was joel if it was joel cheers buddy but one of the guys who made spec ops online um or wrote it is working on Wolverine, so that I automatically mean, gets me a I'm little pumped. bit interested. That's yeah, cool. that's pretty cool. It and was Joel. It we was know Joel. It didn't look. It was Joel. Cheese, buddy. <laughs> we know that these games are going to look stunning, and look, there's a chance maybe we'll play them on a slightly next-gen console, Keelan. Oh, yeah, maybe, or maybe we're just speculating for what the future could hold. That's um, what we've done for the last like thirty minutes of the show. Uh, that's what we've done for the last two years of the show. So yeah. <laughs> also, just a shout out as well. Joel in the chat just reminded me that uh, he told me about it when I was a guest on his show, Dialogue Options. So make sure you go give them some love. You can hear us talking about Spec Ops a little bit. Um, they're on Spotify and iTunes. So give give them a little kiss with your ears. Mm. Sorry, Kill. No, that's okay. So there is a company called TCL Technologies. They're a like a TV producer, basically. They make technology. And uh, they recently had a conference. Um, They had a slide in it, which was really interesting, um, where they brought up Generation 9.5. So for your information right now, we're in Generation 9. That's the PlayStation 5, the Series S, the Series X. Um, And this slide included information about Gen 9.5. So what is essentially like the mid-generation refresh Similar to how with the Xbox One and the PS4, we got the PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One X. Do you know how hard it is to keep all of those names straight? 
Seriously, oh, God. Uh, it's holy so hell, it's the so worst. Bad. Oh, that is. We so need to confusing. go back to formula on that one. Yeah, something needs to change. But anyway, regardless, so similar to how we got like about three years after the PS4 came out, we got the PS4 Pro, right? And that was supposed to be like a 4K machine and it's supposed to give you 60 frames per second, that kind of thing. It didn't really deliver on those. Um, Four years after the Xbox One came out, we got the Xbox One X. That was also meant to be 4K machine, 60 frames per second. It didn't really deliver on those consistently either. So now we have Gen 9, PS5. We have our Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X. That's not getting any easier. But this generation is meant to be sort of like a like a, a 4K generation as well, similar to Gen 8.5, the One X, and the PS4 Pro. But mm. again, it's not really hitting that. We're not there We're yet. not getting there. We're not getting that 60 frames per second, that 4K response. Um, so... What TCL is speculating is that we're actually going to finally get there like natively in this new mid-generation refresh. The reason I think it's speculation is because no one has announced anything. Like how on earth would they know any of this stuff um, if Sony were not ready to talk about it? There's like NDAs and things that you have to sign. Like this has got to be them hedging their bets and trying to be smart about their future technology direction and preparing for the year 2023 and 2024 when those devices could theoretically come out. What do you that guys think? That being said, though, this type of stuff gets leaked through sort of technical spec slides. It does. Often. I mean, the first real hint that we were getting the Switch Pro is when whoever the hell was making the um, LED screens for it, or the OLED screens for it, mentioned that they were making a bunch of screens for Nintendo. And everyone's like, well, we okay, put two and two together. Mm, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Look, there was a three-year turnaround between the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. The PS5 came out at the end of 2020. Yep. We're kind of entering into the... It's, if, a, it's that time. In, in a typical life cycle, we're entering that time. We are. That's the issue, though. We're not in a typical life cycle for a console. No. These consoles are selling extremely well. And they are, they are becoming more and more available now yep. that sort of um i'm not, not going to use the term post-covid but i think things are easing up a little bit um and i think that chip shortage is starting to ease up a little bit it is starting to ease up a little bit there are other issues in that shanghai is closed and yeah, yeah a lot I think of our we'll, stuff comes we may be going into a uh, round i was gonna say round two it's like round nine um but it, it would it would kind of make sense i think Normally, I would if this came out like a year ago. I would be like, "This is nothing." They're just hedging their bets. They're like, "We're going to make TVs that are capable of this. We are future proofing our stuff, so buy it." Mm. And knowing full with full confidence that when there's a PS, you know, five point five or PS six or whatever it's going to be, um, you'll be able to play it and you'll be able to enjoy it mm. to its full capability. Same with the Xbox. I think we will get a pro, but. Two years away. I still think yeah. it's a little while. You're right. There's yeah. some like there's a gap there that they could easily just take advantage of and sell people more PS5 consoles because they haven't squeezed all the blood no, out of the stone yet. They've no, barely they started to. Like and it's getting record sales, and I know people who just like I still can't get my hands on one. And they want it. They are mm. in such a good position right now where there are people who want who want this desperately. Normally, mm. you lose that real want after the first few months of a console launch because everyone who really wants one has one. Um, And then you just get people who sort of, you know, enter the gaming sphere or have the money or whatever other factors there are. The people who really want it real diehard, hopefully they can get their hands on it. I think we saw that point where there are diehard fans who can't get their hands on it. Yeah, yeah. Recently, um, I saw a tweet from EB Games Australia who were talking about a, a new shipment coming in uh, for, I think it was some for a store in Melbourne. And they were like, pre-orders go live at this time, and within five minutes, all gone. They're gone. And it was like yeah, gone. Yep. two thousand such a units or something. A major improvement because a few months ago it was about thirty seconds and they were gone. So it was, yeah. it's time to stretch out. Yeah, a um, little they're bit. coming in every <laughs> few every few weeks as well. So it is more frequent now at least. Makes but- me so angry that there is and look, for anyone who listens internationally, 
they won't understand this, but there is a store in Australia called Cash Converters, okay? You go there, you sell your old electronics, your old goods, you know, grandpa, grandpa died on this couch, we'll sell it to him. I actually wait, sorry, I take that back. They only sell um, electronics. That's a savers thing. But you trade in your electronics and they buy it from you. There is an ad on TV in, in Melbourne, Australia, featuring Melbourne Demons football player Christian Petraka, who goes into a cash converter and he picks a PS5 up off the shelf. Where are you, Christian Petraka? Okay, I've got to be honest with you. I've <laughs> what are been you doing, buddy? In, I've been into a cashies recently. Number one, they have changed how those stores look. It looks like an Apple store now, dude. There are people just really? roaming around wearing like full-on proper uniform and like they're super friendly and stuff. There was a PS5 in their window. It was stupidly marked up. I take it back. I take it back. It was ridiculous. Christian Everything Petraka, is friend so of the show, expensive. take it back. Very bad. I, I have fond memories of cash converters because I, I will I say I'm not going to throw her Me under too. the bus, but a, a an unnamed friend of the show, somebody that Keelan and I both know, back in the day, we went in there and we sold like her like Wii U and some stuff like that just so we had money to go out to Crown to drink. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we did that and then ran into the guy from Good Charlotte. It was a strange what? day. Wow. Yeah, there was a... The whole, the whole story behind that, but yeah. okay, um, yeah, okay, that's a that story. Didn't, but that didn't happen to Christian Petraka now, did it? No, he's got a PS Five. Well, I guarantee but, you guys that we're not going to see any PS Fives in the cash converters window once the, the Gen Nine Point Five consoles do eventually come out. Nah, it's but, still I think, I think, high demand. Yeah, I reckon. Yes. I reckon we are still probably a couple of years away from it but the thing is is like what what are they going to give us like what's going to be the selling point that's, that's the question the thing. and there have been obviously half gen steps with playstation and some hmm. of them have been dramatic like i still have such fond memories of that slim ps2 that one could oh, literally God, yeah. fit in your pocket it yeah. was insane but then you have ones like look the ps4 the ps4 pro obviously the console looked different a lot sleeker but it wasn't that it, it went. It went from a jump. The, from the PS, the regular PS4 to the PS4 Pro, it went from a burger to a double burger. Like it was a double yeah. cheeseburger. That it was that huge. Yeah, exactly. And Delicious. Loud. It was like a jet oh my engine. God. It was absurd. Um, Let's but, start with the PS5 then. What do we want from a PS5.5? Well, I'll give you guys a bit of context first about what TCL speculates yeah. you might get from a PS5 Pro. Um, All right, I'm, the I'm new ready. Series consoles as well. They reckon we're going to get full 4K output between 60 and 120 frames per second. Ooh. Now, you guys are aware the PS5 and the Series X both support 120 frames per second output, right? But they yep. can only do that at roughly around 1080p, sometimes a yeah, little bit yeah. lower as well. And it is nowhere near consistent, like it's very rare to actually be hitting that 120. You're more likely in the 110s to 90 range. Um, so they're speculating that the Gen 9.5 will be the generation where you can actually see those frame rates being achieved properly. But interestingly, they also say 8K gaming. Well, at that's interesting. 60 frames per does, second. Doesn't the PS5 box say 8K, yes, yes, 8K gaming? Yeah, but it's it does. locked. You can't and access it. <laughs> and the HDMI cable that it comes with it doesn't support 8K. Doesn't support it. There's yeah, only one, one PS5 game Ridiculous. that that actually supports 8K. Uh, it's the Tourist, and it's it's not enabled at the moment. You can't use it, so it's it's useless essentially. That's wild. That's marketing. Weird. Yeah. That's all. Uh, yeah. Wait, it is. Look, it worked. It's, I got it. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's weird because I feel like. That that seems still to me quite lofty. That seems like quite a lofty promise, considering yeah. at the moment we're still struggling to get good 4K 30 frames. Like yep. that's a bit of a struggle at times. Still, I agree. So I don't. If anything, I, look, I would maybe say, look, aim for the 4K 60, and maybe bring, particularly with the PS5, the profile of a goddamn unit down. Simon has nailed it. That's all I want. It's all as much, I want. As much as I love my alien internet router, I want it to be a little bit smaller, please. I think it's just that as well. 
I think one of the big issues they've kind of run into, so you can add additional memory to your PS5. And they've had to come out and say, look, it's so easy to do. You do is, you know, take off the plate, blah, blah, blah. But then there was a lot of confusion of like, okay, well, what, like, what can you put into it? Like, what RAM stuff can you put into it? Um, there was no like official PlayStation one, which I always found a bit weird, or no like official partner, as far as I know. Yeah, whereas uh, Microsoft a recommended are, model, but it's not clear in any of the marketing. Yeah, and it's a not. lot of people look. No, not at all. If you're if you're a gamer and you got like a gaming PC, putting it in is easy because you've done it yeah. a thousand times. But that's a very small minority of the people who have the PS5. The process itself of opening up this thousand dollar machine or close to it that enough, you yeah. were lucky to get because it's still in demand, mm-hmm. opening it up and fiddling with it is a little bit off-putting for a lot of people. So a lot of like families, if your kid has one and they say, hey, can I do this or that? I'm like, no, you little shit. <laughs> no. You well, still piss your pants, possibly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how old this imaginary child is. But I, they need to make that a lot simpler. Look, the Xbox, you literally just plug in the back. The yeah. chip costs more than a Series S, Series S, but it's still easy to put in. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's a fair point. Like, even it's it's funny that you mentioned that, Jesse, because like with with cons- with PC, like I would happily pull my PC apart to upgrade something and chuck it back together and cool, be done in an afternoon, not a problem. But yeah, I would hesitate to touch even like an older console, like an N sixty four. Like, pulling that apart to, I don't know, swap out something, I'd hesitate to do that. I don't want to do that because the console just works. Like, I just turn it on and it works. And, yes, I know that the PS5 has been designed in such a way that you can just pull the side plate off and you can fiddle around with a few bits and pieces and it will be good and cool. That is awesome. I'm not trying to undermine that. But that is still a massive anxiety-inducing process for a lot of yeah. people. We're not you, we're to, not you, sir. You've got to pull it. You've got to pull that thing with a fair bit of force. That's, I don't want to do that. I don't, to, I don't want to snap Spot that on. thing. Like, I literally shit. spent all week last week building PCs, okay? I built like five PCs in one day. It was nuts. Nice. And I didn't have to do a single thing as stressful as removing the, the face plates on my PS5. That stressed me the hell out it's terrifying mm. because I it feels at the ports. flimsy yeah i vacuum out the ports on the ps5 because you're meant to you can take you're the meant to, yeah. you can, there's like two holes you can vacuum out i was worried i was going to have like a a final destination pool situation where i was going to suck its guts out of its asshole <laughs> it, it is it, it doesn't feel right taking a console no. apart and doing stuff yourself no. like it it took me a very long time to be able to do that with my PS4 and take it apart to clean it out. It took me a long time to have the balls to do that. I, 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 if it's going to be modular to, even though it, it's super basic, um, it needs to be a lot more user-friendly for you, for you, you know, your average punter. Um, mm. It needs that. And look, they're going to redo the um, the DualSense controllers. Maybe add a battery life to them. Because yeah. lately, yes, please. Me off. Oof. That's the biggest. How is my battery running con. out after three episodes of watching Superstore? <laughs> I'm not doing anything with it. Also, just um, and also, just from a software point of view, why would you take themes away? Mm. I've been playing my PS4 a lot lately. We've been playing AFL Evolution on the streams, and I open up and it has my control layout. It looks, it looks, I love it. It looks great. What? Why can't I personalize my PS5? Hey, what a backwards look, 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 right. As a Nintendo fan, you cannot complain. Well, yeah, all right? Enough, fair enough. We had yeah. awesome themes for the 3DS. Fucking loads of them. And they were all awesome. Some of them had custom sound effects when you opened up a game. Like, it would do a custom noise. Like, that was beautiful. And what do we have on the Switch? Black and white. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, so <laughs> at least you have also, the dark not to leave, mode now. It's true. Not to leave yeah. the Xbox untouched, though. The Xbox, do you think we'll see? I think looks wise, I love it. I, I think the Xbox. Series I, X I is like the look console. of it. I like how it looks. Do you too. think? And Kelly, you can tell me if this is more possible. You're, you're more of a tech head than I am. So the Series S is all digital, okay? Mm-hmm. But obviously, you can save games to it. Do you think we will see a like a stream box where it's you can't save games to it? You stream them. It's like the the. Uh, what was that Google piece of shit? Uh, oh, Chromecast. Yeah. Chromecast. Chromecast. No, not the Chromecast. No, no, not the Chromecast. You know, they try to make a console. 
Oh, the stadium. Oof. Stadia, oh, stadia. That's the one. Yeah. No, no, they won't <laughs> the do one that. that you hyped up. Yes. Do that? The focus is to make that service accessible on any device, not just their own devices. It's oh, the yeah. service, not the device that they're selling. So maybe, maybe this is where we see. Because you've mentioned that before, and look, you try you sold us that years ago, and I didn't believe you at first. Now I'm 100 percent on board that it, <laughs> Xbox will become the service going forward. Mm. Um, maybe we don't see a point five with the Xbox. That would yeah. be your breaking off point because what's the point? Hmm. What's the point of putting all this effort into this new machine? Because if you if you take that, if you take the Xbox and you give it 8K, freaking whatever, 60 frames, whatever, 120 frames, the real, real realistically you're not going to be able to stream that. So you're just shooting yourself in the foot for the next step, which would be going to kind of all digital streaming platform. They need to kind of keep things in check. But no, I feel I, I feel, think nah. I, I don't think I, you can go that far ahead. I you disagree. Know, they, they haven't solved the latency issue with uh, with streaming. It's not going to be the the next step, not yet. But also, oh, no, sorry, I, I, sorry, I don't, I don't mean this. That's what the Series X, you know, point five will be. Mm. I just think they won't even bother doing it because there's no point. I disagree. There's honestly, no point bringing another console. I no. I personally disagree because whilst I certainly get the point that you're going for, they still want to advertise having the best experience the best game pass experience on their own devices yes obviously they want to bring it to as many platforms as possible and hey look how cool this is but if it's not a microsoft product they kind of want it to be not as good as what you could get from a pc or an xbox You've actually just convinced me a little bit because I just realized they just bought a lot of expensive studios. Yeah, that's they need it. They make their yeah. money back somehow and they're going to make their back in consoles. Well, that's, a, so. it, that's the thing. Like, consoles are normally sold at a loss and normally not a massive loss, but at, at a loss. And that's how you get them in is with, you know, your good exclusives and your bundles and stuff like that. That makes people go, oh, hell yeah, like I'll grab that because that seems like such a good deal for the consumer when really it's, you know, Microsoft or Sony or Nintendo who are making the bank off of that because... Now you've got to pay for your subscription service and you've got to pay for this and that and the other. And, oh, yeah, I'll download this game and I'll try that out and blah, blah, blah. And so it starts, right? So I feel like having the best possible way to experience a Game Pass experience, being on an Xbox, being on a Microsoft platform, maybe you do finally sell a console at, you know, at a profit for once. That's how you can get your edge in there. That's how they recoup their costs, yeah. Yeah, kind of that's so. how they get it. Hmm. Now, speaking of streaming, we've had some good segues, especially, except for the first one. The first um, one was terrible. Speaking of... <laughs> look, look, I shouldn't have even brought it up. Speaking of streaming, one. some of our game, favorite games may be coming to streaming platform, Simon. That is true, but not in a game format, but rather as a show. Uh, so recently Sony announced a couple of things, uh, during a, I believe it was a investor meeting of some kind. Uh, they are planning on doing three Sony IPs for TV format. There will be a horizon show that's aimed for Netflix. They've got the God of War show that will be going towards the Amazon prime and Gran Turismo, which is a bit more vague because it just says in TV development. And I don't quite I know what they there? mean. The rumor going around is that they're looking to make a film. The now, they're, and they're chasing a particular sense. director. They are chasing, for some unknown reason, Neil Blomkamp. The guy from who made District 9. And oh, he's that done was all such the, a good um, movie, though. That's a, a stunning film. But then he's been making all the um, Blumhouse films as well. And he had that Oat Studio. Dude. So he does. Why would you get him? What like, the hell, man? I thought. Great director. Oh, oh my God. I need to see his alien film because apparently he was going to make an alien film. And oh I'm, I'm so confused by that. I honestly thought that that's why Justin Lin dropped out of Fast 10. He was going to go do Gran Turismo. Come well, on. Okay. Let, okay. Let's start on Gran Turismo <laughs> here because this is the baffling one. What the yeah. fuck is this film going to be? Because they tried to make Neva Speed a film and they put Aaron Paul in it. Everyone loved Jesse Pinkman and they put him on there and he raced around and I think he was religious in the film, like really religious. Yeah, he was like complicit a, in the death of his brother and then he decided like, I have to like race now to avenge him against this other guy. And Can you guys, if I die, can you guys race to avenge me? 
No. You know how I love cars. <laughs> Get a bus one day to avenge me. I don't know. Do something. Avenge me somehow. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think because the thing is, the Gran Turismo one. It just the only thing I can find on it because I haven't looked too too deep into this because I didn't want to ruin any of the fun speculation we could have. It just says Gran Turismo in TV development. So like, would you do a TV show? Would you do like? A TV special? Would you do something like the Grand Tour, where you have that's what I was thinking. That that's could be thing. really, could, really cool. That could be really fun, and you get the guys from the Grand Tour, and you know, put them in fun racing situations and have the banter and have the the good shit. Maybe I can get, get rid of Jeremy. Two Clarkson. of the cast members from that. Yeah, yeah that's the one. <laughs> um, Fuck it. Put him in like Street Fighter or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think that could be cool. And I remember like in to- Top Gear and, and, and Grand Tour Days, they would occasionally talk about video games. And they did talk about Grand Turismo, you know, a few times. Yeah, and they yeah. were very confused by the concept of it. But they were very much impressed. And they used to get real life racers to play and tell, you know, say how, yeah. how it compared. I would, if they did a series of like, you know, 10 episodes or something where they have a, a, a famous car that they've got in the game, or a famous track. They tell you the history of it. And then they tell you about the development of that. Make it a bit of a documentary of how the game was made, but also how it reflects the real life cars. So that somebody like me, who knows fuck all about cars, despite you see, I, the fact that I used to sell them, can watch that and understand why this car is so special and why it's doing the things it does in, on the track and why I may want to have, you know, different tires and mess with these little parts and da da da. I'd, I think that would be kind of cool. I'd expect it to be more along the lines of the tone of the game in that they have that car, that cafe kind of concept where the uh, the people involved with the creation of the vehicle come in and like tell you a little bit about the vehicle, that kind of thing. That could be um, fun. I, I feel like the, the comedic... That could be a YouTube series. The comedic element of um, Top Gear may not necessarily gel with how seriously Gran Turismo takes itself. Um I, I know Jeremy but Clarkson was involved with Forza, the Forza games. He did voiceover for uh, yeah. Five. Um, he was, yeah, it was all over that game, which was really nice. Um, so maybe they can do things a little bit more seriously. But I think I'd be interested in seeing something along what you've <laughs> described there, Jesse. Maybe with just more we have a serious a, tone. We have a fuck Jeremy Clarkson in the chat. Agreed. Enemy of the Agreed. show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Safe the other two shows. Yeah. Uh, look, we knew a God of War show was probably coming. I had, I did not expect Horizon to happen, despite the fact that I think it works as a show really, really well. What do we know about these two? Um, that's pretty much it at the moment. Is um, Horizon is going to Netflix and God of War is going to Amazon? Which, uh, if you add in uh, the Last of Us TV show. Sony seems to be spreading their IPs around quite evenly because The Last of Us is going to be on HBO. So it's not like they're favoring one thing over the other. And also, I think there's mention of the Twisted Metal series going to PS. Yes. Which they're, I think they I cast, forgot was a thing. They cast somebody in that. I've completely blanked who it is. Yeah. Uh, but they've already started doing casting for Twisted Metal, which, I mean, that's pretty cool. I like... If, we've seen a few shots from Last of Us show out now they're not fucking around with this thing this thing's gonna be big mm. uh and i quote i would never have dreamt this when last of us first came out did i think it would be a tv show hopefully but not of this caliber like you got the guys who made chernobyl not the accident the show working on it and that show is i don't want to say great because it's very sad it's hard hitting it, it's probably one of the best shows if not yeah, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Um, guys, we've done this before. We did this with our um, literal and figurative brothers in Fan Critical Podcast. Um, yeah. One of our early, early episodes, we did a bunch of fan casting for, for a few shows. But now we're older, wiser, and we know more actors. So I want to do some fan casting with these things again because I'm just putting it out there. I fan cast um, God of War today. And I think... It is the greatest thing that I've created in my 30 years on this, on this planet that is Earth. All right. Well, should we keep you... So let's get your uh, yeah. bullshit out of the way. Do you guys have any ideas? Who would you play? Let's start with God of War. Kratos. Yeah. Keep going. I've got Sorry. one. This you is literally ahead. the only casting I can think of. Jason Momoa. 
That's that it. seems to be one of the safe, this kind of the safe option. There's him, the Rock's been thrown around. Yeah, yeah, Batista, the Rock Dave sense. Batista's been thrown around. I think off the three, Dave Batista would be my, my pick, despite yeah. his very round face. It would be <laughs> slimmed down with the, with, the, with the beard. Apparently, he's a very good emotive actor. Every director's yeah. worked with him say that he is like yes. phenomenal and yeah, you need yeah, to have that pathos in the, in the role of Kratos. You should just watch his acting. He's, he's amazing. Um, I, I still think you should just cast. Um, uh, What's what's the name of the voice? Christopher Judge. Yeah, Christopher Judge. You should just yeah. cast him as Kratos. That was my pick. That's he's my pick. Huge. Christopher Judge. Yeah. Why he's would you imposing. not pick him? He's got the voice. He's got everything. He literally has the voice. Look, okay, he replaced another actor who also had the voice, but whatever. Christopher Judge has the current voice. He has the stature. He's got the and gravitas. He has a genuine connection to that character. Watching, mm. you mentioned raising Kratos earlier. You see him act in mm. that, and it, it 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 is a gut punch. He's he's spectacular. And I Dude, was thinking about this all day, and I'm just like, I just kept coming back to Christopher Judge. I'm like, why brilliant. would you? Why would you try and cast anyone else? He, he, what a role! He, he fits it in every regard that you that you need. Um, the other right. ones that I have, I was thinking about Brock and Sindri. I was thinking about uh, Balder. I couldn't think of anything for Balder. Brock and Sindri. Um, Brock. Bob Odenkirk and Sindri David Cross. <laughs> oh my God, David Cross! David Cross yeah. as Sindri is brilliant. For anyone who yeah. doesn't know who David Cross is, he is the he's in rough development as um, Tobias Funkem. Oh, no, I was trying to think of who he plays. Who's the Mrs. Doubtfire character he plays? Oh my God, um, um, uh, Mrs. Featherbottom. Featherbottom. Yeah, that's it. Just a spoonful of sugar. <laughs> that is the yeah. funniest fucking thing. Um, that's really good. And also, shout out to Felix in Story Mode, who you would have heard a few episodes, um, a few uh, an episode a few weeks ago, who mentioned Key and Peel as Brock and Sindri. Hey, I don't mind that at all. That that's is good. That's shout. a lot of fun. Yeah, okay. All right. Let me do my casting. Go. Did you guys all have right. any more Go you want to add to, nah. to God of War? Nah. Atreus is tricky. Atreus is, is really, really tricky. Mm. But look, you will not know this name. You may know the movie I'm going to mention, but then look him up. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Have you guys seen Brightburn? No. Okay, so Brightburn's a really weird, edgy, um, kind of like, oh, what if, what if Superman was evil? But the kid. So the oh, kid okay, who yeah, has the yeah. same upbringing as Superman, like crashed alien, blah, 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 but uses his power for evil. He kills Badger from Breaking Bad, rips his jaw out, the whole thing. Kid's name is Jackson A. Dunn. Jackson Google him and he is done. perfect right. as Atreus because yeah. he he's got that face that you don't you don't like him. I mean, he looks annoying. Yeah, he yeah. looks annoying as fuck. Yeah. Atreus is annoying as fuck. He is, but he has this the right kind of face shaped face and stuff. He has the right look for it. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can agree with that. Good call, Mimir. I want to get creative with this one, and I forgot if Billy Connolly's dead or not. <laughs> so I thought of somebody else. <laughs> Hugh He's Laurie. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I've got I've got a little bit a little bit off the edge of this one. Look. Yeah. Like they did with like they did with Last of Us, the whole point is not casting people who are exactly these characters. You want them to be able to embody what made that character special. And I think Hugh Laurie, and I'm not talking about like House Hugh Laurie, I'm talking about Black Adder Hugh Laurie. He is a funny, funny man. Mm. I, I think he and he, he seems to be a great storyteller as well. Put him on. Pop him. Imagine Hugh Laurie's head hanging from Christopher Judge's belt. It's amazing. I mean, to be fair, yeah. from what I've heard, Hugh Laurie is actually a right arsehole to a lot of people. So it would also be kind cool, of... Cool, so just put him on a belt. That'll, yeah. that'll put him in his place. Just give his seven head to someone on a belt. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. down. Brock's easy. Brock's Michael Rooker. Uh, oh. Michael Rooker, you may know from Walking Dead... Probably more likely know him as um, the dude with the whistly arrow in Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm sure you have other uh, ways, yeah, but it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. He is Brock. Yeah. Now, Sindri was, was tricky. Originally, I had... Um, uh, oh, shit, what's his name? The guy from How I Met Your Mother. Which um, guy? Neil, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, right, right, yeah. I originally had New Patrick Harris, but I thought a bit more. Now, if you're, you know, you're probably missing out now if you're not watching us on Twitch.tv forward slash Stormin' um, AUS because I'm wearing a shirt with the perfect casting for Sindri. Niles Crane himself, okay? David <laughs> Hyde Pierce. Originally, I had Kelsey Grammer as Brock, 
but Kelsey Graham is a bit of a dickhead. Now, if you guys don't know Frasier, you watch Frasier. It's great. It's the best. No, it's okay. It's fine. But Niles is very much a injury. And I would love to see him in a show like this. What do you guys think of that one? Yeah, yeah. I can see it. You I, guys I, are uh, uncultured swine. I don't know. But I, I don't know enough about the the uh, characters you to really make a fair judgment. Well, so. moving on to Border. Look, if we're keeping Christopher Judge, why would we replace Border? Jeremy Davis. The sure. guy who plays Border in God of War, the bad guy with all the tattoos, he was the shitty little translator from Saving Private Ryan. And he was the shitty little dude on the island and lost. And I'm sure he's played other shitty little dudes across his career. <laughs> I want to play a shitty god in the God of War film. Why bother recasting him? And look, I think the way I'm kind of casting this, all the characters that are, the ages are a little bit different. Because I think Balder seems a little bit younger. Um, whereas Jeremy Davis is in his 50s, I believe. But I just think he 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 nailed that role so well, and but really they're like gods, so it's like a kind of an ageless thing anyway. Like I think age is not exactly. so yeah. important. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of get away with it of the actor. I agree. Yeah. Now Freya, this is the one I was having That's a shower a earlier, one, and I was thinking dude. about this one, and I'm just like, I just had this moment. You need someone, and maybe I'm about to admit my love for a certain actor, but you need somebody who can embody like the embodiment of beauty and power and mystery and intrigue but also has a very caring nature about her you need Gillian Anderson Scully okay okay yeah yeah I don't I don't know if I've ever seen Gillian Anderson seething with pure rage like the fury she has of a her. thousand suns being projected onto one it single could also human be being. the fact that she is the closest we have on earth to god <laughs> i love her she's the best she's amazing yes absolutely but i, 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 I think she, she cool i've never seen her in a in a role where she can get angry but mm. she is that good an actor in other doing other emotions i'm sure she'll yeah, you're right nail anger um I think she'd be she'd be stunning. Her across from Christopher Judge, bit left yeah. field. I think there's also a kind of an easier guess for for um, Lena Headey for um, Cersei Lannister from yeah. Game of Thrones. I think that's a pretty easy fit. It is, yeah. But I just want to see Miss Anderson in more things, such as my life. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're um, honest about what guys, it. What do you think of that? Look, I, I, I went a bit left field with a few of these. Few of these. I want to make it a little bit different, a little bit interesting. Yeah, Not bad. Interesting. Not bad, yeah, yeah, not, not bad. Not bad cast. Yeah. I know I've done well with him. Simon's like, all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I'm on board. I, I see that. Well, I see where you're going. Some... Well, let's move on to Horizon. Fewer characters here. I've only got Aloy, Silence, and Erend. I've only and got Silence Aloy. is pretty obvious, isn't it? Lance Reddick is Silence. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty well, nice. You don't recast him. He's Come perfect. On. He's perfect. Again, Lance Reddick. The second closest thing we have on this planet to God. Um, <laughs> so we need Aloy and we need Erend. I, I, right. I got an Aloy. Go right. for uh, it. Sarah Snook from uh, what's the the show with the? Um, God damn it! I forgot, I've forgotten the name with the media empire. Succession. Ah, uh, yeah, Succession. yeah. From Succession. Sarah Snook from Succession. I'm okay. Wait, I'm, you I'm need to look her up. Okay. I just opened up my Google and I'm looking at Morbius again. <laughs> it's How Morbin time. Jared Leto did Sarah Snook Make has him. the uh, has the offhanded nonchalance and slight air yeah. of arrogance about her that Aloy has. I think she'd nail it. Okay, I, I'd be looking at somebody a little bit younger. Really? So, yeah. Well, she yeah, is 100%. played as like a, a 20, 20 year old, twenty one year old. Yeah, uh, in the first game. But so, nah, I don't think there's I've, anyone that age that would suit Simon. I've got two castings for Aloy. I've got young Aloy, like little kid Aloy. And oh, I've got smart. slightly older Aloy as like when the first game sort of kicks off. So young Aloy, Sadie Sink, known as Max from Stranger Things season three onwards. Oh, good pick. Yeah. Have you guys started watching the new season of Stranger Things? I haven't, I I haven't yet. It. 
I haven't yet because I, I actually wanted to rewatch all of it first and then get into it. But yeah, I'm so put off by these like three hour long episodes. I'm like, I can't do it. Oh yeah, huh? Right. Yeah, I do this, but that that's a good call. I like that. So yeah, Sadie Sink for uh, young Aloy, and then for older Aloy, I reckon uh, might be a bit of a trope, but I reckon Emma Stone. Too old. I don't know. I, 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 I no. Nah, I, okay. I strongly disagree with all that stuff, Jesse. Nah, this is my call. This is my call on this. I like. How I'm saying this is my call. Like this is going to be the thing. This is gospel. Have you guys seen um Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No. Yes. Yeah, I have. Oh yeah. Oh, oh I know who you're talking about. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Erin yes. Kellyman. She's also in Solo, a Han Solo film, which yes, I actually think is a little bit underrated. It's not a bad film. Um, it's not great, though. <laughs> she's Aloy, 100%. She's the right age as well. And look, age isn't the biggest thing, but you want to have that kind of like youthful exuberance in her character. And I think she'll nail that. Mm. Um, that sort of like wonderment of the world that I guess a younger person can display a little bit either. She's 23 years old. I think she'd be phenomenal. She has. The look, she has like the long red hair. She has the freckles, but she's also badass. Like she kicks ass in Winter Soldier. Mm. She can fight. Like she 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 has a goddamn like staff weapon in um in Solo. She can do it. I think she'd be fantastic. Um, now Aaron's Aaron's a weird one. Aaron is uh, Aloy's friend. Now I have a very ob- obscure thing that Keelan may understand the reference I'm making here. Aaron, do you think Aaron looks like um, one half of famed hip-hop duo Run the Jewels? Do you think Aaron looks like LP from Run the Jewels? I don't know. Because I've got a feeling that's why I like Aaron so much because you run the LP and I like LP. Maybe if you put one of those uh, new era hats on him, it might look maybe a little will. bit more. I mean, you saw how good I am with Photoshop with the Morbius thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see okay. it because no one took a screenshot to show me. So, no, I didn't It'll see it. It'll be on the stream. You can you can catch it. Story mode, uh, uh, twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS. Now, speaking of Stranger Things, my casting came from Stranger Things. Look at the face shape of Dakray Montgomery. He was the, the the hot bully in the last season. Ah, uh, yeah. Long him. blonde hair, that guy. Have a look yeah, at the yeah, face yeah. and then look at Aaron. Same person. Well, very similar. Now, originally, you know who would have been better in this role, I think? Army Hammer. But Army Hammer started eating people. No. Yeah. And you can't do it. I'm pretty sure um, Dakari Montgomery hasn't eaten a person I yet. Look, can't verify that yet. Friend of the show. Um, but yeah, I, I think it'd be good. And at the similar age, I think they would have really good ca- chemistry and good. I, I, think, I, I think there's good up and coming actors for this role. You, you gotta, you gotta get a, um, gotta get a husky guy for Aaron. He's, he's, that he's a big can dude. eat some sandwiches. Mm, he's a big How about dude. they Photoshop his, his face his to thing, my body? You know? um, I, I thought well, long and hard about it. Um, nah, that won't work. Chubby, uh, chubby, um, Chris. I have to think long and hard about which Chris it is to figure out the last name. The, the horrible one. The. Pratt. Yeah, that one. Yeah. No, he got, he got, he got buff. And again, too old. I know, I know that's Guys, what I'm saying. I'm but like, right here. I have grown a beard that I can shave into that weird handlebar thing. I grew it for a reason for this fucking podcast. So I could get cast as Aaron. <laughs> but Jesse, <sighs> like he would be in his era in Parks and Recreation, like season one, where he's kind of like a lovable buffoon. You know, that kind of like role and he's, you know, out of shape and stuff. Like that's perfect for Aaron. Yeah, but we don't have a time machine, Morbius. I'm just saying that would be my my dream casting. Well, I mean, we'll surely get more information about these shows in the future, and I'm also very intrigued. They started casting the um, Fallout show, and they got Walton Goggins in it. One of the funnest names oh. to say. Man has a has a big old head. Good for him, I oh. say. But all all these shows that were rumored, you know, we talked, we spoke about the rumors when we first started this podcast. They're Sunday cast. So mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be discussing this more in future, but I think we could uh, 
We can wrap this one up here, I reckon. Vin Diesel and Gran Turismo. Thanks. <laughs> what? Do you think they're not going to make an ARC TV show? <laughs> they're going to do both. What are you talking about? He's busy. He's got oh, my God. Can you imagine how much Avatar content we're going to get in ARC? Oh, oh they're making an Avatar game. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Be interesting. I wanted Vin Diesel to become a Navi. <laughs> That's the sh- that's the odd word. I now, to th- see, you say yeah, Avatar to me. I think of the Last Airbender, and to be honest, I'm, I prefer it that way. Vin Diesel in Avatar: The Last Airbender, the Hell new yeah, live he action could, remake. Right, but you make him like a generic yes. Earthbender, and he just gets fucking schooled on by Toph. Like, no, 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 no. quality. No, he can airbend. Make him the Avatar, but he still street races. He doesn't need Nos. He's putting the air into the fucking engine. <laughs> Holy shit. Can you not imagine okay. him with the arrow on his head glowing? Like, come on. <laughs> oh, that would no. be sick. <laughs> That's his like NOS bar. It like lights up like a video game. <laughs> That'd be cool. Oh, fuck it up. Vin Diesel stares at the camera. His eyes start glowing. The arrow pops up. He goes, it's Morbin time. <laughs> I hate what this has become. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up here, you fucking fools. If you want to hear more of this bullshit and less Morbius talk, we're on Spotify and iTunes, so subscribe and leave us a review. Um, your your love uh, fuels us like Vin Diesel and his, his NOS. Um, but no, seriously, a, a review or, um, or subscription, they help us along a lot. They actually make us more visible to people. So if you can do that, it'd be much appreciated. While you're there, give the same amount of love to Fan Critical. Their podcast network keeps us alive, literally literally and figuratively. Um, if you want to keep up to date with all your gaming news, Story Mode, ga- Story Mode Gaming... Oh, fucking hell, I've, I've ruined that. StoryModeGaming.com. Cut that, Tealan, cut that. Don't cut it. Uh, we're also on social media. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at AUS. Um, like I've mentioned about 15 times in this episode, we are also on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS you can keep up to date with everything we're doing we stream new podcasts live hence all the mistakes I'm making in this outro we also play a bunch of games we do um, AFL Evolution match of the round each week and Lauren's playing Super Liminal at the moment um, and she's playing Jurassic Park um, Jurassic World Evolution sorry sequel she's playing that this week and I believe she's playing it tomorrow um, you can also follow us individually on Twitter I'm at Jesse Spanner. Simon's at SI421. And Keelan is at Musk Tweets. No, he's not really. He's just not on Twitter. But at Elon Musk. At Elon Musk. So if you want to have any questions, just tweet at Elon Musk. I must ask you a question. Uh, uh, many, uh, if you have uh, any questions for us, tweet them in. Tweet them straight to Keelan. you <laughs> <He'll> answer them <laughs> as best he can. But Simon, Keelan, thanks very much that Thank more you. than good time mm. um everyone in the chat thanks for sticking around hope you had fun and uh I'll wrap the one up keelan can you look right in the camera and give us a good uh, give, give us a morbid time say the words it's morbid time no <laughs> no <laughs> fuck the template uh, ah shit me come on you missed Mold it out curse. Come on, I gotta go have a hit of Morbius Oxide now. Gotta do it. Morbius Oxide. Gotta go fast. Well, guys, thanks for for tuning in. Have a Morbin good time. And we'll Morb you again, Morb, next week. Stay safe. Play some Morb. And we'll see you then. Morb. Morb you later. For a film we haven't fucking seen, we sure did talk about it a lot.